Neil Patrick Harris stars as Billy, also known as Dr. Horrible, a budding supervillain whose plans for world domination continually go awry. His two goals, getting accepted into the evil league of evil and working up the guts to speak to his laundromat crush Penny, played by Felicia Day. The only thing standing in his way is Captain Hammer, Billy's superhero arch-nemesis played by Nathan Fillion. With one big score, Billy could get into the evil league of evil and earn the respect of Penny, but only if he can keep her away from the dashing Captain Hammer. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the B-Movie Bros. Here review B-movies to the best of our abilities. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. This week, as we continue Musical Month, we are talking about the 2008 film Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. So let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Want to start with the top this week? I think that sounds good. All right. So for me, the top three. In number three, this movie is only 42 minutes long. At 42 minutes long, it is the shortest movie we have watched for this show so far. And I am so grateful that it did not last any longer. Number two, this movie advertises that it's a musical, and it actually lives up to that. There's music and singing. Number one, this movie is so forgettable that after watching it, I couldn't remember anything about it to write a review. So I had to watch it again, which was shitty, but still forgettable. This is not going to get a good uh, score from you, is it? I'll hold off on that. All right, for number three... There's a lot of witty dialogue in this movie, especially when it comes to Dr. Horrible's poorly developed plans and Captain Hammer essentially just being an arrogant jackass. And the parodies of some of the superhero tropes um, were pretty good. Kind of reminded me of the Monarch from Venture Brothers, which is a great show, so that's always good. For number two, most of the songs in this movie were entertaining. While I don't think any of them were particularly amazing or memorable, they were fun and kept up with the uh, witty banter that filled up a good portion of the film. And number one, the fact that the leader of the Evil League of Evil is a horse. He's named Bad Horse, and through the entire film, they just keep talking about how evil and terrifying he is. And then when they show him, he's an actual horse. It was just hilarious. It was amazing. Yes. So now on to our bottom three. For me, number three. But before I say this... This movie is reversed. The hero is actually the villain of the movie. You're not supposed to like him. The villain is the hero of the movie. You're supposed to like and relate to him. But I digress. Number three. The hero, Captain Hammer, is a dick. He is self-centered. He doesn't care about anybody but himself. And he actually uses Penny, the girl that Dr. Horrible is in love with, to mentally torture Dr. Horrible, by repeatedly having sex with her and telling him about it. I mean, come on. What a dick. That is a dick thing to do. With his dick. Number two. The villain is such a pussy. Dr. Horrible? Eh, Captain Hammer's always stopping me. Oh, I want to talk to Penny, but she's doing her laundry, and I, I can't work up my nerve, and oh no. No, Captain Hammer's dating her now? I must make my move. I, I have to do something. Fuck it. Grow a pair, motherfucker. Number one. This movie is so forgettable that I remember hating this movie from the first time I watched it about six years ago. But I don't remember why. 
and watching it again, now I remember why, and I want to forget it. And you know what? Like I said in my number one, for the top, this movie is so forgettable that I can't remember it, and now I don't know why I hated it. But uh, but yeah, what are your bottom three? Well, I didn't hit this movie quite as much as you did, but I did have some criticisms for it. All right, at the end of the movie, you finally get to see the Evil League of Evil. They're made up of a bunch of really unusual-looking uh, supervillains. They even have names in the ending credits like Dead Bowie and Fake Thomas Jefferson, but you learn absolutely nothing to them. They're just shown at the last 10 seconds of the film. I get that it really isn't important to the plot. The plot's essentially about Dr. Horrible's rise to power, and it was most likely just a setup for a sequel, which is probably never going to happen. But it's also kind of disappointing that you don't really get to see these characters do anything. Though, to be fair, there is a Dr. Horrible graphic novel that shows these characters a little bit, but it really isn't much of a substitute than actually seeing them in a movie. For number two... The villain, or mad scientist subversion parody, is kind of overplayed, not really an original idea at all. This movie came out in 2008, and these kind of ideas have already been around for a long time. As I mentioned, The Monarch from Venture Brothers, which came out in 2003. South Park had Professor Chaos since 2003. Dr. Weird from Aqua Teen Hunger Force since the year 2000. Hell, Young Frankenstein even falls into this, and that came out in 1974. I don't think an idea has to be completely new to work and be entertaining. However, I don't think Dr. Horrible did that much to make it unique. The idea of an evil scientist having a video blog and the fact that it's a musical definitely helped. And you do kind of get to see what kind of person he is, um, how really just pathetic he is overall. Still, it really didn't seem like it was it had that much originality going for it. And this movie even got in trouble at one point for copying um, off an internet series called Dr. Steel, which is essentially about a scientist who has a video blog and is kind of useless. Well, I don't think the creators actually ripped off Dr. Steel. They claim that it's a coincidence and they never actually saw it. The fact that it, that it became so similar just kind of shows that it's not really that unique of an idea. Plus, creator Josh Whedon has been accused of copying ideas before. Um, if you get the chance, look up Outlaw Star and Firefly similarities. It's kind of eye-opening. I mean, I have to agree because Dr. Horrible, you know, aside from being a pussy, is just this complete cliché of a mad scientist and a complete cliche of the underdog in every underdog story. He's underpowered. He's underconfident. He's under his parents' living room. And I just can't get behind him in any way. I feel like at this point in time, people seem to think that doing a parody of something or a subversion instantly makes it a good idea when we have so much of it, it just kind of falls by the wayside and just comes off as lazy now. And for number one... I don't really get Dr. Horrible's plans and motivations. He talks about being evil and his dreams of joining the Evil League of Evil, which, as their name suggests, are objectively evil. However, he also talks about changing the status quo and fixing the problems in society. So, is he a villain or a guy with noble intentions? If he believes he needs to be a villain to change the world for the better, then why join the Evil League of Evil? It because if, if, all the ca- if all the heroes are like Captain Hammer, then they're complete dicks. 
Yeah, but being a dick is one thing. Like, actually wanting to overthrow society because one guy was mean to you is completely different. Plus, he's always trying to rob banks and fuck with people anyways. So he doesn't really have much of a leg to stand on. And overall, it seems like he's obviously really intelligent. He can create a freeze ray and some other shit. But I guess he feels like he's not appreciated for his genius, and he apparently can't talk to the girl he likes, so he's all frustrated, like, that society doesn't like him, he's probably sexually frustrated as well. But he decides that it's okay to murder Captain Hammer, because he sleeps with the girl that he likes. So unlike him, Captain Hammer wasn't a complete pussy, and was actually willing to talk to the girl that he was interested in. In the end, Dr. Horrible is just kind of a loser who blames all his insecurities on other people and society. When in reality, he just needs to get off the internet, move, out, move the hell out of his mom's basement, and get a real job. Well, Paul, since you thought there were some witty dialogue, we should have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. I'll get us started off here with, The world is a mess, and I just need to rule it. I'm just trying to change the world, okay? I don't have time for a grudge match with every person in a parka. Moist! My evil moisture buddy! I'm moist. I'm my most badass and make people feel like they need to take a shower. I hold a PhD in horribleness. You look horribly familiar. The hammer is my penis. Oh goodness, look at my wrist. I gotta go. You give my regards to St. Peter, or whoever has his job, but in hell. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie, please leave us a comment here on SoundCloud. Tweet us at bmoviebros or at bmoviepaul. Or find us on Facebook at b-movie, space B-R-O-S. That's bmoviebros. Since it is musical month, let's tell everybody what we thought the best and worst song of this movie was. Paul? I thought the best song in this movie was Slipping, which is uh, Dr. Horrible's victory song when he finally uses Freeze, freeze Ray on Captain Hammer. Uh, this song had a lot of funny parts. Um, at one point, he pauses to correct a journalist um, for misspelling his name. And there's a line in it that says, Anarchy, that I run. That was just, I thought that was one of the best in the movie. And it really shows who Dr. Horrible is as a character. His confusion over what he really wants, uh, his petty hatred of Captain Hammer, his need for recognition and respect. His apprehensions of actually killing someone and his fear of uh, Penny seeing him as a monster. I just like the fact that not only was it funny, it really kind of showed who he was as a person. My favorite song in the movie, I, what I think was the best, was the Bad Horse Chorus. Uh, there's three guys. Every time Dr. Horrible gets a letter or a phone call from Bad Horse, they just kind of pop in from off screen and sing the lyrics to whatever Bad Horse is sending Dr. Horrible. It's very catchy. It's very fun. It's very upbeat. And it's the only songs that are actually kind of out of place in the movie. And for as much as I like to see things in context and actually make sense, for it to not make sense and be silly in this movie... Actually, it made me laugh, and I enjoyed that more than anything else. Oh, definitely. That was hilarious. I think the fact that, like I stated um, in my top three, when you see that bad horse is just a regular horse, it just makes all the bad horse jokes even better. It's not like a guy in a horse or an anthropomorphic horse. It's just a fucking horse. For all the mythos around him, it just makes it that much funnier. The thoroughbred of sin. What did you think was the worst song? The worst song, honestly, was uh, Penny's song. Unlike most of the other songs, it really lacked any humor. A few of them didn't have much humor. The ending song, 
and on the rise really didn't but they were at least catchy and they kind of worked well this one is just too soft and at some points you just can't really at least for me i couldn't really understand what she was saying i don't think she was a bad singer i just thought she sounded very low and i think it was to make her seem seem innocent and pure but overall i just didn't think it really did anything because it made it get hard to understand and it was supposed to explain penny's character but it really didn't show anything about her explain that she's that she felt lonely when she was younger and all that which i get and she kind of becomes a contrast to uh dr horrible who's so pessimistic for whatever reason probably because he was misunderstood as a genius and penny who is really lonely and she's optimistic whereas he's pessimistic but i don't know i thought it could have been done done a little better i thought it could have explained who she was a little bit more and overall, it's the least memorable of the songs. There's really no catchy lines, and it was really kind of forgettable. Actually, when it comes to Penny's song, like, if I interpreted it correctly, to me it says that Penny became a drug-addled whore in her youth and spent time living on the streets, but now she has a clean life and sort of clings to hope of things getting better for everyone. You know, that actually makes a lot of sense as far as the movie goes. But, you know, if I had to choose a worst, a worst song of the movie, I would say everything that is not the bad horse chorus. Because you know what? Everything else in this movie is pointless. There's no reason for it being in here. It explains things, but it doesn't progress anything. It tells us about the past. It tells about whatever. Or, you know, it's just fucking whining or being prideful in oneself. But it doesn't advance anything. There's no reason for it. It kind of catchy, but at the same time, it's fucking annoying. And I just don't think that any other song really belongs in this movie except for the Bad Horse Chorus. Which is funny, because in the context of the movie, the songs work. They seem to be well written, but they're just pointless. Even though the Bad Horse Chorus doesn't make sense, it's at least funny and takes you away from the movie for a second to enjoy yourself. And that's why I think every other song is the worst song in the movie. You really hate this movie, don't you? I do. It's like this irrational hatred, like this movie killed your parents or something. This is like your Joker to your Batman. All right, I think we've droned on enough about this movie. Let's give it our final take. Remember, folks, our final take is a score on the shot scale. Remember, our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie? I gave this movie a 10 out of 10, the complete top of the shot scale. What did you give it? Jesus Christ, I'm not nearly as mean as you are. I give this a 4 out of 10. Well, I have to say, Dr. Horrible sing-along blog, look at the title. It says it all. Horrible. The story is so bland and cliche, you take a high school jock envy story, cross it with quote-unquote heroes, villains, and a musical, and you get this piece of shit. The songs are forgettable, and the only character that I remember is Bad Horse, the thoroughbred of sin. He's just a bit part. The actors' voices really don't appeal to me through the songs, and although those songs are fitting in the context of the movie, they don't seem to have any bearing on the story whatsoever. This could have been cut down to a five-minute short, and maybe, just maybe then, it would have been acceptable. You know, I can't like something just because of the names, the actors, the director, whoever is associated with the project. And that seems to be all that this movie has going for it. Who's in it, who directed it, and a fuckload of shit. Anyways, like I said, I give this a 4 out of 10. 
Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog is an entertaining movie. The humor is witty and not forced, and the cast is definitely talented. The songs are all right, but aren't really catchy enough to be memorable, and at times seem to take away from the online blog scenes that, in my opinion, made up some of the funniest parts of the film. I'm not even entirely sure this movie even needed to be a musical at all. Well, the overall premise of the movie, a supervillain wannabe trying to be taken serious while being vastly incompetent, is inherently funny. It's also not the most unique plot ever made, and doesn't really do anything that hasn't been done several times before, and in some cases, much better. After watching this movie once, it kind of loses its charm, so it doesn't really have much rewatch value. Still, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog is definitely worth watching for a few laughs. And at 42 minutes, there are worst ways you can waste your time. So there you have it, a 10 out of 10 from me and a 4 out of 10 from Paul. Now, let's be done talking about this piece of shit and talk about an A-movie companion because we know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do, so we like to give every B-movie that we review an A-movie companion, a movie of higher class, higher standard. So, Paul, what did you give as an A-movie companion to Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog? I picked Dr. Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, from 1964, written and directed by Stanley Kubrick. Well, I chose Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, the 2007 version, directed by Tim Burton. Why don't you tell us about Dr. Strangelove? All right, so both movies feature a mad scientist in the prominent role. Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog had Dr. Horrible, and Dr. Strangelove, as you may have guessed, had Dr. Strangelove. Ooh, titular characters. Both movies involved a plot to drastically change the world in some way. Dr. Horrible dreamed about becoming a respectable supervillain in order to bring about societal change. And in Dr. Strangelove, General Ripper wanted to drop a nuclear bomb on Russia to end the Cold War. Both evil plots are successful by the end of the movie. Dr. Horrible succeeds in joining the Evil League of Evil, and the nuclear bomb was successfully dropped on Russia, thus ending the Cold War and replacing it with nuclear holocaust in Dr. Strangelove. And finally, Dr. Horrible was written and directed by Joss Whedon, and Dr. Strangelove, as I stated earlier, was written and directed by Stanley Kubrick, who have both worked with actor Adam Baldwin. Adam Baldwin played Jane in Joss Whedon's show Firefly, and he was also in Stanley Kubrick's movie Full Metal Jacket. So that is why Dr. Strangelove is an A-movie version of Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. Well, I have to say that when it comes to Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street, and Dr. Horrible Singalong Blog, both movies are musicals. Both Sweeney Todd and Dr. Horrible lead a double life. Both Sweeney Todd and Dr. Horrible kill the woman they love. Even though it is inadvertently, they still do it. And finally, both movies were directed by people who have a huge cult following. Sweeney Todd, directed by Tim Burton who lots of people love for some reason, and Dr. Horrible Singalong Blog by Joss Whedon, who people seem to love his things for some reason. That is why Sweeney Todd the Demon Barber of Fleet Street from 2007 is just an A-movie version of Dr. Horrible Singalong Blog from 2008. And now I think it's time to drink away the flick, drink away the flick, come on and grab your drink, let's drink away the flick. We'll give you some drinking games to help you get through this movie. For me, number one, anytime frozen yogurt is seen or mentioned, 
take a drink. Number two, anytime Captain Hammer defeats Dr. Horrible on screen, take a drink. Number three, whenever the evil league of evil is mentioned, take a drink. Number four, anytime Dr. Horrible belongs, finish your drink. And of course, number five, because it's musical month, anytime a song begins, take a drink. Every time you hear the word horrible or some form of it, take a drink. Every time Dr. Horrible mentions the status quo, take a drink. Every time Moist is on screen, take a drink. And every time Captain Hammer punches or assaults Dr. Horrible, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the flick. Man, you just hated this movie so much. Like, hopefully next like, time you'll... Honestly, like, it's inexplicable. I don't know why, but I, just, I hate everything about this movie. The cinematography is good. The visualizations are good. The actors are not bad actors, but everything put together just seems to be the biggest crock of shit I've ever seen. Your arts nemesis is Josh Whedon. I mean, I, I enjoy the Avengers, though. Like, I enjoy some of his other things. It's just Dr. Horrible sing-along blog is an atrocious piece of pig scrotum, and I can't get behind it for any matter of time without wanting to vomit all over myself. I think it's all right. It's definitely not his best work. I liked Firefly. I really liked uh, Cabin in the Wood. I've never seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but people keep talking about it, so... I'll assume it's good until proven otherwise. Cabin, I love Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, it's week three, so let's rank the movies that we've seen this month. Uh, what do you think, Paul? For number one, I have Cannibal the Musical. I just love almost everything about that movie. It's so funny, and the fact that it's made by Matt Stone and Trey Parker, who created South Park, just makes it that much better. For number two, Nudist Colony of the Dead. It's just so weird, but everything in it just seems to work. It's an anomaly. And for number three, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. I did not hate this movie the way Corey did, but compared to the other two, it just didn't really hold up. For me, at number three, I had Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. What a surprise. Fuck this cockload of shit, monkey. I don't want to ever see this again. Number two... I have Nudist Colony of the Dead. It was fun. The songs were memorable. It was low quality, but a very enjoyable time. But for number one, I had to go with Cannibal the Musical. Just because Spadoinkle is the most quotable word I've ever heard in a movie. And it's just so well done for a low-budget, you know, musical picture. I use Spadoinkle in, like, my average day, and no one knows what I'm talking about. That's about it for this week. If you would like to join us next week, we'll be taking a look at the 1981 feature, Shock Treatment, which is the sequel to the cult classic, The Rocky Horror Picture Show. And once again, for any comments, questions, or suggestions, you can leave them here on SoundCloud. Tweet us at bmoviebros or at bmoviepaul, or find us on Facebook at b-moviespacebros. That's bmoviebros. And if you're curious about anything in the Pittsburgh area, tune into our friends over at riversedgepgh.com. Until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, be back next week.